I'm about to, uh, I'm about to date myself, okay? Hey, calm, calm down. Some of you younger generation may not remember these things. But do you remember the moment that you used to hear your voice on an answering machine? And you would hear your voice on an answering machine and you'd be go, Ew! Who is that just whiny? Ugh! Who is that? Let me, let me rephrase for you younger. You ever done a ticky talk? Or a uh, video on the book of faces or the Instagram? Do you know what I'm talking about? And you go, ew, that voice. That voice. It just, I, I have never, I will never enjoy hearing my voice contrary to popular belief. But I, I don't like the sound of it. I don't think anybody likes the sound of their own voice. And I can remember being younger trying to find my voice. Trying to find my, hello. No, that's not right. Or people have telephone voice where they're like, hey, how you doing? Hold on, I have a phone call. Hello? That's not how you talk. That's not what you say. I even so much tried to mimic other people's voices. I, I, I can do impressions of people. I, I used to do impressions of cartoon characters. I used to sit in my room. This will shock you. But I used to sit in my room and watch Scooby-Doo and then try to... <laughs> yeah, that's like it. And I would do all these cartoon characters. Even so, I would move in and I did theater, right? And I, I was just up here. I was right here. I was right here pretending to be other people because I hated not just the sound of my voice, but I hated where it came from as well. I just didn't like my voice. I didn't like me. I didn't like anything about it. And I, and I used to do impersonations and theater. And, and even when I got older, I would read stories to our daughter and, and Cookie Monster. So I had to do all the Cookie Monster voices. Cookie. You know, and, and she would just do it again, do it again. And then Max got older, and he was into to Mickey Mouse. And all of a sudden, I would hide around the corner and go, Oh, boy! And he would just look. Mickey is here. He's here. So it came in handy. But even before I, I, I figured all that out, and I, I, I began to start to preach, and, and, and I needed to figure out, okay, what does a preacher sound like? needed to find my preaching voice so I started with this thing that I knew this guy that would say in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and, it was and I was like I was like hold on that's not me either there's only one of those but I had to figure out I had to figure out how it was that I was supposed to talk and it wasn't until I shut up. And it wasn't until I was quiet. It wasn't until that I was quiet that God spoke. And he said, your voice does not matter. You, use mine. Use my voice. Whatever it is that you're trying to do, whatever it is that you're trying to put on, whatever it is that you're trying to do, stop it. Stop. I have it. Let me do it. And it wasn't until then that I, I was able to use the voice of God instead of the voice of Brent. Yeah. 
these things be started becoming sermons instead of the gospel according to Brent. It, there was a shift. There was a shift, and my wife can tell you. She, I, I would say, all right, how was it? She was like, no. You were doing something. I don't know what you were trying to do, but you weren't, you weren't doing what God wanted you to do. You were pretending to do something else. And so I was like, okay, Father, let me hear your voice. Let me hear your voice. I want, I want to hear you. I want, I, I want you to speak through me. Will you stand for the reading of God's word this morning? We are in John chapter 10, starting in verse 22. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? How long are you going to make us wait? If you are the Christ... Tell us plainly. And Jesus answered them, I told you. I did. And you did not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand and I and the father are one the Jews picked up stones again to stone him and Jesus answered them I have shown you many good works from the father for which of them are you going to stone me the Jews answered him it, it is not for a good work that we are going to stone you but for blasphemy because you being a man make yourself God and Jesus answered them is it not written in your law, I said you are gods? If he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world, you are blaspheming? Because I said I am the Son of God. If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, but if I do them, even though you do not believe, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. And he went away again the Jordan, uh, to the Jordan, the place where John had been baptizing at first, and there he remained. And many came to him, and they said, John did no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true, and many believed him there can you say amen you may be seated i asked the uh, teenagers in class last last week i said i'm going to ask you a question i need you to be honest with me and if you're not i'll be able to tell have you ever been laying in bed and you said god if you're real turn that light off over there and all y'all have done some stuff like that too. Whether you were adults or kids, you were like, God, if you're real, turn this Coke into Pepsi. Just something. Show me something. How long are you going to make us wait? God, if you're so real, then just tell me. That's what they're saying here. If you're the Christ, why won't you just tell us? And he's like, you dummies. I did. And you didn't believe me. 
Vince and I have had several conversations where atheists will come up and they'll say, if God is real and you're supposed to believe in him, why don't he just show up and that way we can see him? And the answer is always the same. He did. He did. And we killed him. God showed up already. He already did. He already did. And so, so often, they're saying to Jesus, why don't you just tell us who you are? And he's like, I did. Well, why don't you just show us something? I did. I did. Over and over and over and over again. And he's like, but you don't believe because you're not my sheep. You, you don't belong to me. So often, nowadays, that term gets thrown out, sheep. Sheeple, right? Yeah. Oh, don't be a sheep. Don't be a sheep. I'm a sheep. Amen. I have a shepherd. I will fall into the flock. If I get lost, then, then, then stray from the 99, then my Savior comes back after me. I am a sheep. I am protected. I am in his herd. I belong to him. I surrender myself. I'm not going on my own. I am not the shepherd. I am not God. I am not the one that needs to be speaking at all. But, but I belong to him. I'm a sheep. Bye. I, I'm, I, I even have it written in my notes. I told my wife I, I wouldn't say this, but I was like, are you his sheep? Is being a sheep bad? <laughs> just, it was just for me, but it's for y'all too. So is it bad to be a sheep? Is it bad to belong? Is it bad to fold into the herd? Is it bad to look like all the rest of the body of Christ? No, I fold into the body of Christ so much, hopefully, that I disappear. That my voice does not ring louder than anybody else's. But my voice is actually decreased so that his voice may increase in my life. So that my thoughts and ideas have no authority over me, my wife, my family, or anything else to do. My voice sounds terrible. I don't like the way it sounds. But not just that. Not just that. Every idea that I've ever had has ended in failure and heartbreak and shame. Yeah. Every idea and everything that I have come up with has come up with guilt and regret and failure. Everything that I try to tell myself is wrong. Everything. It's only until I've listened to the Father's voice and then repeated what he said back to me. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? It's not my original thought. It's the thought of Christ and his will that has been implanted and his words that are hidden in my heart that I search and go after and then go, oh yeah, that's who I am. That's who I am. It's not me. It's not me. It's who he says I am. It's not who the world says you are. It's who he says you are. It's who he says you are. Your voice is loud. The enemy's voice is louder. Social media's voice is louder. There are so many voices trying to tell you who and what you are today. There are so many speaking and contradicting and speaking and, and trying to talk into you and, and speak death and destruction over you and your family. And it's all lies. It's all lies. It's all of it. Every bit of it is a lie from the enemy and it's only in that quiet still small place that we get to hear the truth because there is only one truth and the truth shall set you free the rest of it is enslavement the thoughts you have of yourself enslavement 
the thoughts and, and reactions that social media tells you who you are, the comment section, enslavement. You can be a slave to likes. You can be a slave to comments. You can be a slave to those things. But the word of God is freedom, and freedom is in the word of God. Can you say amen? I'm telling you, I cannot, cannot listen to myself. And there was so often I would be praying, and, and, and raise your hand too, if you're like, I just want to hear God speak. Raise your hand. Yeah, right? Everybody. Everybody's just like, hey, God, just speak. Just like in a booming voice. The, the, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, God speaks audibly over 2,000 times. God spoke to Moses, and then the Lord said. 2,000 times in the Old Testament. Over two, I just want one. I just want one time where it's like, God, what do I do? Here's what you do. You do this, this, and this. Oh, thank you. That is so much easier. That is so much easier. But I, I, I start thinking back at my, my prayer life, and I start thinking about how it is that, that I talk to God. And I, I see how much room I leave for God to talk. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like, Paul, I'd like to have a conversation with you right now. Is that okay? I want to talk about Chuck Taylors, okay? You, you wear Chuck Taylors. I, all right, so ready? I like Chuck Taylors too. I like it that you taught, like you wear Chuck Taylors. I think it's really cool that the NBA used to wear Chuck Taylors. I think it's really neat also that the, the I can't wear I can't wear Chuck Taylors because there's not enough cushion in them for me. Like the the Chuck Taylors, like the blue and the red and the gray. I, 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 I like Chuck Taylors, but let me tell you why I like Chuck. Like, stop, stop, stop. That is my prayer life sometimes. God, I need this. I want this. Could you do this? Could you stop this? Can I do that? And God's like, I'm trying to talk to you, but you won't shut up. It's so often, it's like, how many times do I start my prayer life and I go, okay, dear Lord, I'm listening. Speak. Speak, God. It's so often that I go, Dear Lord, I'm not feeling great today. I need this. And could you work on this for me? And I'd really like to do this. Amen. See ya. I have a couple people that if they call me, I can answer the phone and go, Hello? Hey, Brent. And I can put the phone down. And I'll come back an hour later and pick it back up. Yep, still going. They didn't call to talk to me. They called to talk. They didn't call to hear what I had to say. They just called to talk. How many times have I prayed to talk? Prayed to hear myself. Prayed to make myself feel better because I took something to the Lord on petition or on somebody else's half just so I could say I did. As opposed to actually looking and seeking for his face and his voice and his guidance and his will and what he wants for my life. Instead, I just said, yeah, I talked to him about it. I mailed my prayer in. I just mailed it in. I didn't even put a return address on it. I did, I, I did not care of the response. I did not care of the answer. I asked a rhetorical question to God. How many people have rhetorical prayers? How many people have rhetorical prayers where they're praying and they don't really want an answer? They're not really asking any questions for an actual answer. They're just praying at him. 
praying at him, that conversational prayer where we leave room for God to work in our lives. How long will you keep us in suspense? How long are you going to wake me wait for this job? How long are you going to make me wait for this thing? How long are you going to make me wait for this thing to come back? How, how long? Why won't you just tell me what to do? I did. You did? Yeah, you just don't believe enough to do what I said. To do what I said. I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you're not among my sheep. My sheep, hear my, this is three parts. If you're writing down, take these notes. My sheep, hear my voice and I know them. And they follow me. Has to be all three. The sheep hear his voice. Does he know you and do you know him? And then when you hear him, do you follow him? Do you do what he said? Do you stop doing what he said to stop doing? So do you hear his voice? Do you know him? But also, do you follow him? Because how many times are you going to tell somebody to do something? They don't do it. You're just going to keep telling them? Eventually, it's like, okay. I already told you what to do. Aren't you know what you should and should not be doing. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So when you hear Jesus talk, you hear the Father talk. So what's another way in our, our lives that we can search after the voice of God? The Word of God. The living, breathing Word of God. So when you hear Jesus talk, you hear the Father talk. And where can you hear Jesus talk? In the Word, because He is the Word. The Word uses the Word to fulfill the Word. Do you hear what I'm saying? The Word of God, the living, breathing Word of God uses the words of God to fulfill all righteousness in the Word of God. Immediately after this, he goes and he's baptized. He's baptized. He goes to John the Baptist. He goes to him. He's like, hey, I need to fulfill all righteousness. I need to do exactly what I said I was going to do. Because if I don't, words are purposeless. And if there's one thing we know about Jesus, he's full of purpose. He's full of purpose. In communication in school, we learn how to communicate. Do we not? We learn how to, how to speak in public speaking and giving presentations. We learn how to read and write but there's four ways to communicate. If we learn to read, we learn to write, we learn to speak, why can't we learn to listen? School doesn't teach us that. It teaches us how to read. It even teaches us how to read in between the lines, subtext. It teaches us how to write vocabulary. It teaches us how to present ourselves in presentations and even public speaking classes. But there is not a listening class and there is what is the old saying you got one mouth two ears need to listen twice as much as you talk man I know I don't <laughs> father forgive me 
I know that I don't listen twice as much to you as I talk to you. I don't. I, I don't want to get up here and lie to you. I don't. But I have been. I've been working on it. God's been working on me through this sermon. He's been working on me and refining things and changing things and shutting me up, which is really, really hard to do. Keep it down over there. I, I, I used to, I mean, I'm not kidding. I, this is coming from the guy who at any social, anything, I want to make you laugh. I want you to hear me talk. Not for me, but I like, I like making people happy. I like, I like juggling and doing whatever it takes to make people happy and smile and laugh. And, but so often I stop. I don't do that enough. And I go, hey, you talk to me. And that broke my heart because I love I love people. I love people. I love every one of you. But there's not been enough times where I've looked at you and went, hey, 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 I'm going to shut up now. You tell me. You talk to me. I want to I hear what's going on with you. I want to hear about your life. I want to hear if you're struggling or if you're not struggling. I want to hear if it's going well. I want to hear if you need prayer. I want to hear from you. I want to talk to you. I don't want to talk at you. I want to have the conversation that we should have. Romans 10, 17 says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Has your faith been shaken over the last year? Has your faith been shaken over humanity and, and this world and people and, 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 and just in general? How often is it when our faith is shaken that we run straight to the word of Christ? Not often enough. Not often enough. I, I can't trust my own voice. I can't trust my own thoughts. I can't trust the things that are going on in my brain. Not, not just because I don't like the sound of it, but I, I can't trust, I can't trust where my heart is. I can't trust my own heart. The heart is deceitful above all things. Who, who can trust it? Who? I can't. I can't. And so I want to stop listening to my voice and I want to start listening to his more. Because when I speak, nothing really happens. I mean, even in my house, I'm be like, honey, go take out the trash. And then nothing happens. <laughs> nothing. It just doesn't happen. Right? But when I talk to my son, my son has started doing this cool thing that, that I think he learned from me. He may have learned from me, or it just might be inherited that he knows how to do it. Or I'll be like, Max, blah, 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 blah. And I'll tell him something, and he'll go, huh? He knows exactly what I said. But he's given himself a couple of figure out what he wants to say back. He's buying his time. Did I did you blah 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 blah? Huh? Uh and in his head he's he's formulating his response. He's he's working it out. And I repeat it, even though he's not listening the second time, because he knows what I said. He knows. And I know he knows, because I used to do it. And I still do it with my wife. Did you take out the trash? Huh? I thought I told you to. And it didn't work. But how often has God sent conviction your way? How often has God sent conviction your way? Sent a clear and total message of what's going on in your life. What is going and what needs to change and what your heart needs to do. And you look at God straight in the face and you go, huh? 
uh, I thought you were going to do that. I thought, uh, uh, and we backpedal. And we backpedal and we try to figure out and formulate a, a rational response why the sin in our lives makes sense. Why the choices in our lives that we're doing or, or choosing that go directly against the Word of God, it, it's okay because it's ra- it makes sense. It, I mean, it makes sense that I would do this. It makes sense that this is okay. It may, right? Is, this is okay, right? Right? Is this okay? Is this okay? No. No. There's certain things about the voice of God. But the one thing you can take to the bank, according, uh, including all of them, but the number one thing is that the word of God, the words of God, the voice of God lines up with the word of God. It lines up. So when you hear the voice of God and you're like, I don't know if God's telling me to do this or not. I don't know. I've heard that so many times. I, I, don't, I don't know if, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know. I don't know if God's telling me to do this or not. Does it line up with the word not really then no as a matter of fact don't do that don't ever do that ever 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 if it doesn't line up with the word of god then it's not the words of god do you hear what i'm saying if it it doesn't line up with the word written word of god then it cannot be bypassed or or stamped for approval by the living word of god do you hear what i'm saying I can't trust my words, but I can trust his. So when I speak and nothing happens, when I speak and nothing happens, I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to start listening to the voice that told the storm to stop, and it did. Or, or the man to get up and take his mat and walk, and he did. Or Lazarus to come out of the grave, and he did. Or he told the little girl to wake up, and she did. Or that you will be with me in paradise today, and he was. Or when it said it is finished, it was why would I listen to any other voice other than that one why God man Jesus could have done some really cool like comic book stuff whenever he performed his miracles do you know what I'm saying when he did his miracles and healed people he could have been like or just for some of you older ones right or he could have just like done this cool thing and fire could have shot out of his eyes. Or, but no, when God performed his, spirit, his miracles, what did he do? He spoke. He spoke it. God's trying to do something miraculous in your lives. And he's doing it through speaking to you. He's talking to you. He's trying to perform some some miraculous thing, something that you thought could never be done, something that you thought may never be possible. And it's not by man, and it's not by man's voice, and it's not by anybody around you talking to you that can do it either. It's by the voice and word of God who is speaking a miracle into your life because that's how he does it. If he's telling you to get up and walk, get up and walk. If he's telling you to go, then go. If he's telling you to go pray for that person, you can. If he's telling you to share the gospel, you should. If he's telling you to do anything, he's speaking miraculous words of God into your life. Follow it. Follow it. Because you will not be let down. Ever, ever, ever. The word of God. Used the words of God to fulfill the word of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? 
When he said it was finished, it was. And if that's the only thing he ever said, if he was a silent monk the whole time, but he got up there on that cross, and he said, it's finished. I'm taking those three words to the bank. To the bank. But he spoke to me. And he told me just like Lazarus to come out of that grave. And I did. And I could. Not because of me. But because God spoke that miracle in my life. Can you say amen? I'm telling you. Are you his sheep? Do you belong to the herd? I told you that that God spoke over 2,000 times audibly in the Old Testament. And I I don't know about you, but just one time would have been cool to hear just the... Whoa! But I don't think I could have handled it. I think he speaks in ways that are palatable. He speaks in ways that will not just blow our little minds. If, If God showed up split the sky just to be like, hey, don't go there today. Ah, I'd freak out. Ah! But he speaks in ways that we can hear. He speaks through people. He speaks through his word. He speaks in ways where we can take it, use it, multiply it, and use it again to disciple others. Revelation 12, 11. We defeat the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. The word of our testimony. His word made real in our lives to become our word about who he is in the word. Do you hear what I'm saying? The last time he spoke audibly came in John 12. Jesus said, now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No. No, it was for this very reason I came this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there heard it, said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. Because I already know the voice of the Father. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. The crowd spoke up. We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light. Before darkness overtakes you, whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light, so that you may become children of the light. When you finish speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. If you don't have the voice of the Father, you're walking in the dark. You're walking in the dark. There's no way to know where you're going, where there's traps, where there's something that can make you stumble. And if you fall in the dark, who could possibly find you to help you back up? 
Only the light of the world. Only the voice of God. Only. Are you his sheep? Are you his people? Or are you in the dark? This right here is, I know y'all thought I was like really prepared. Right? But this isn't mine. I didn't write any of this. There's a man who's been discipling me named Wes Marion. And he's been discipling me since I was in high school. He sends me emails all the time just of his, his Bible studies, just of what's going on in his life. And I never reply to him. But he sends them anyway. He's a good man. He asked for my address a couple months ago, and I, I, I didn't know what it was. I thought he was going to show up and just be like, knock, knock, knock. Oh, great. Hey, man. <laughs> House ain't clean or nothing, but come on in. He said, I want to send you something. I said, okay. He sent me a stack of note cards. It's just a stack of note cards. And every morning when he wakes up, he does his Bible study. He pulls out a note card. And he, write down, he writes down what God speaks to him that day. And then he puts it to the side. And he never looks at them. He never does anything with them. He just writes, puts it in a stack. Keeps going. It's the voice of God. What God spoke to him. He writes down. And then he finds people that he loves and cares about. And he sends him a stack of them. He never rereads them. He never goes back over them. He just writes down what God is trying to talk to him and tell him in that moment. And then he says, hey, can I send these to you? I don't know what, I, literally this one says, Brent, I don't even know what any of these say. And there may not be anything in them, but if there's one thing in them, then it's, then it's for you. I wish I was that diligent about the voice of God in my life and sharing it with other people. It, it, it broke my heart that I don't do something like that for my own children. But this guy's out there just thinking of random people that he knows, that he cares about, that he wants to share what God is doing in his life with them. I'm here today to tell you this. If you feel like you are in the dark, there is a light of the world that can shine out any darkness that's in your life that can brighten any scary corner that you may be trying to hide in that can shine out and point out and show you all the things in your life that are trying to attack you bring you down bring you fear bring you anxiety and also can speak life and louder than the voice that you are trying to speak to yourself with Every time you say that you're not worth it, he says you are. Every time you say that you're not loved, he says you are. Every time that you say that you're, not, that you're alone, he says you never, ever, ever have to be alone ever again. When he said it was finished, it was. And you can believe it because he's the one that said it. Anybody else? Nah. But if Jesus said it, you can take it to the bank. You can take it and believe it. Because it's not, just, it's not just the words. It was the works. He's the only one that could back up everything he said with what he did. 
He's the only one that could back up the life of the Messiah, the perfect life of Jesus, because it was Jesus. He's the only one. And so, if he's the only one, then he's the only one we need to listen to. I encourage you. I challenge you. Use the small, quiet times in your life. I have a problem with quiet. If I'm in the house doing, I, I, don't, I have no idea how my wife does this, but I'll come home and she will be like cleaning or something and there's no radio on, there's no TV on, there's no nothing on. Like this is freaking me out. Could you turn something on? It's just too quiet in here. I, I, I have, y'all sleep with a fan. Come on. Who sleeps with a fan? All right. See, y'all scared of the dark too. I don't like quiet. It bothers me. But I think sometimes that's conviction. I think a lot of times that's God just saying, hey, let's talk. And I'm like, oh, woo! Turn something up quick! He's speaking! Might have to change something. You feel that too? Let's go into the quiet. Let's go into the silence. Let's meet him there. Because I want to silence everything in my life. I want to turn down the volume of social media. I want to turn down the volume of, of movies. I want to turn down the volume of my worries. I want to turn down the volume of the things that are trying to speak over me. I'm trying to just turn all, just like soundboard of worries and anxiety, just all the way down. And in that, in that quiet, still place, that's when I can be still and know that he's God. But if I'm not going to be still and I'm not going to be quiet, how am I going to ever know that he's God? So today, if, if you feel like you're in the dark, if you feel like you're, you know what, I... I'm, I'm not part of his flock. Today is the day. I tell you this. There you go. Yeah. I'm here to tell you this. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. A-L-L-all. -L Everybody. All have sinned and fallen short of the... Everybody. And the punishment for that, the debt that we owe, death. But Jesus Christ took that and paid it for you. The word of God used the words of God. And on the cross, as he thought of you, he used his last words just to let you know, it's finished. It's finished. You don't have to be scared of the dark anymore. You don't have to be scared of the silence anymore. You don't have to worry about what everybody else says. You don't even have to worry about what you say. Just listen to what I say. And what he says is that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That you belong to the king. 
that he wants to reconcile you home. That this place, (laughs) this place, this isn't home. This isn't where we belong. We have royal blood coursing through our veins. He wants to throw a robe over you, put rings on your fingers, and welcome you back to the kingdom. But first, but first, we must repent. And what I mean by that is turning away from the life that we think we're living now. Turn away from the words of the world. Turn away from our voice. Turn away from all those things and fold in to the flock. Follow the shepherd. Follow the shepherd. That if we believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord and we confess with our mouths, we will be saved. And you can take that to the bank because it's the words of God. And the word of God thankfully use the word of God Oh, thankfully to fulfill the word.